this is our third episode. Spencer alone, and I'm. How's your quarantine going? Sam Colangelo. Sam Colangelo joining us on the show today. What's up, you dirty dog? <laughs> How you doing, boys? <laughs> doing good. How about you? I'm doing good. Obviously, it's pretty boring, but uh, yeah. trying to do whatever I can, you know, like I'm, I'm not be better. bored. I'm doing better yeah. than freaking good, okay? I'm doing great, all right? You are? I mean, you know, like, not really. That's what I like to hear. Not really, <laughs> but, you know, most of the time, yeah. And this stuff's got me getting loony, man. Like being. What inside, have you been doing? Dude, I mean, not much. Um, just like. Cleaning, cooking, freaking relaxing, not really playing video games, like just spending some time with the ones and my girlfriend, and uh, yeah, it's really boring. Are you still in Chicago? Yeah. Well, you're in Mass, right? Yeah. My house. How's that? It's pretty good. I mean, I'm an only child, so like, it gets boring, but like. I don't know. It's fine. I play some video. Yeah. I'm playing some video games and like shooting pucks and working out. But I mean, obviously, it's not like that fun. Yeah. How hard's the workout? So that's what I think. Fascinating. I think it's so easy to like sit here or just like get bored of a workout. Like, how challenging is that for you? Uh, it's like. I mean, like, there's not like I don't have too much to work with in my house. Like, I don't have a gym in my house, so. I have, like, a couple things I can use, so, like, I have to make the most out of it, so I'm getting pretty creative, I'd say. Well, yeah, well, Bob Lucas, the sports science and nutrition coach for Chicago Steel, he, you know, he had some great creative workouts, but Mm -hmm. I hate those, honestly. Like, (laughs) full-body workouts are, they suck. Like, I don't know, and it's just, like, for me, going to the gym. Yeah, going to the gym is definitely a bit better ritual you know like going out and just, you know what i mean like just yeah there and it's much sure. better if i'm here at home it's easy for at least a non-athlete's mindset like to just give up like i'll just do push-ups or something or like i'll do yeah. three sets in the day like as many as i can and like i'll just call it a day but like yeah later like, it's it is what it is man you know we're exactly we're through it we're trucking through it dude we're i'm past the point of like the playoffs but i guess on the weekends i find myself like Sometimes, like last night was tough. Like I felt it last night for some reason. You know, I just knew that yeah. the hockey bug was in me. Like I should be doing important stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I feel you. I mean, like I don't know. Like for the first like week, like I don't know. I was excited to come home because like I hadn't been home since Christmas, and like obviously I was pretty pissed about the season. But I was like had mixed emotions kind of, and then like three or four days go by, and I'm now I'm like, oh, like I really missed that. Like I want to be back there. <laughs> Yeah, I was talking to Maddie Coronado of the Bison last night, and he was, like, bugging out, like, deserving. Like, that's exactly what he said. Like, it was good for, like, the week or whatever, and then. Yeah, now it's, like, boring. And, like, obviously going to, like, like, the rink every day is, like, kind of a grind, but, like, it's fun. Like, I had fun doing it. Like, I miss it. Yeah, and it's just, like, weird because it's the weather. Like, it's not bitterly cold anymore, but it's just, like, that spring, like, Playoff hockey is still like in the air. Like I could Yeah. I remember when I was out in the spring last year, like when I was out in March, it was like this weather and like I don't know, it was fun because like, we could like go outside and like do stuff, like play basketball on off days and stuff, but like it was also still kinda wintry, but now I mean 
doesn't really matter what it is because there's nothing really to do. All right, Langer, let's dive in. And I already forget my first question I think I was going to ask you. But All it'll right. come back to me eventually. So I'll let Spence throw it off and then okay. go from there. All right, sounds good. All right. So, obviously, it's a big year for the Steel, uh, as they could have up to six players drafted in this year's draft. Uh, you're one of those players, as you know, obviously. Uh, but is it cool to be kind of noticed as one of those players, considering how much success you guys had a team as a team this year? Yeah, I think that having success as a team, like, kind of helps for us, like, the draft-eligible guys to, like, kind of get a spotlight put on them because, we're like, we were winning and – I mean, scouts want to watch teams that are winning, so that obviously helps. And I think that, I mean, I kind of worked hard my whole life to like to be into this position. So I think it's obviously pretty cool to see my hard work pay off. And my parents, they put a lot of work, time, and effort into me being a pers- the person and, and the athlete I am. And I think it's pretty cool to see them happy. But, yeah, I think that like going back to the team, like it's pretty cool. And, I mean, I don't think – I can't think of the last time, like we could have a player going every round in the draft this year. I don't think I've ever seen that happen before, which would be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, Langer, that you brought that up mm-hmm. because I think there's potential for a lot of guys to, I mean, get rewarded for their hard work. Mm-hmm. And I just watching you grow from your first year in the league and just some of the things you've done so well. But what do you think this year you really improved on the most? Was it your skating or was it something the coaching staff or just I think it. Early in the year, I think it was, like, right before November. After a couple of weeks, you really flipped the shit. Yeah, I think that, like, my skating did get better throughout the year. But, I, like, I don't know if that was the exact thing that made me, like, I don't know. I think that probably the weekend in Fargo, uh, Coach Moore, like, he was kind of really hard on me that weekend. And then after that, I think I, like, I didn't have, like, too much confidence going into that weekend. And, I don't know, I just kind of – he kind of got on me and he got the most out of me. I think that my, probably my play – away from the puck, like, just kept improving throughout the year. And I think that, like, that's something that helped me a lot, like, getting into spots to, to get the puck back quicker and, like, whether it be, like, not coming behind the net and, like, cutting in front of the net or, like, just a bunch of different tiny details that, like, you don't really – like, I didn't really think made that much of a difference. And then once I started kind of buying in and doing all of them, I was, like – I was kind of, like, wow. And, like, I'd have the puck back on my stick a lot more. And, like, I like to have the puck on my stick, as, like, most of us do, so <laughs> – Mm-hmm. Oh, Langer, yeah, you love that biscuit. Yeah, obviously. So, obviously, you and uh, Gunnar Wolfontaine will be headed to Northeastern mm-hmm. next, uh, together next year, oh, uh, which is man. great because you, <laughs> which is great because you two had some like great chemistry on a line for most of the year. Mm-hmm. So, I think it would be great to see you guys on a line together again there. Uh, but how exciting is it for uh, for you to have the opportunity to play uh, with him and? Um, even in the bean pot, like next year, yeah. in the next few years, considering like it's a big thing for like a kid like you, considering you're from Massachusetts. Yeah, I mean, you know? I grew up like going to the bean pot every year. I was yeah. a little kid, and it was something like I dreamed of playing in. So, like, I mean, most kids, like most kids from Massachusetts, grew up like wanted to play, wanted to go to a bean pot school. When I had that opportunity, it was like pretty hard to pass up. And I actually played with Gunner on a line. Um, Citron probably announced it before, but. I played with Gunner and the kid Neil Shea who played in Chicago last year and sat at Northeastern now. Uh, we played on a line at Lawrence Academy uh, before Chicago. So that's pretty cool. Like all three of us played together and then we all went to the Steel and now we're all going to Northeastern. Like, although like some of us went different years to different places, but kind of all the same path. And especially for me and Gunner, like we've 
had a really good relationship over the last couple of years. And uh, I actually was one who like toured him at Lawrence Academy when he toured the school. And then he came to Chicago a year before me. But then this year we, like you said, we played together a lot. And I think that there's a lot of chemistry there and uh, playing with each other like so much over the last couple of years uh, has really like helped that. And especially in Chicago with our coaching staff, uh, I mean, they're probably second to none when it comes to developing hockey players. And uh, I think they developed both of us and we're both excited to take our games to Northeastern next year. No, yeah, Sam, shout out to Lawrence Academy. I always gave them shout outs because they produced a lot of goals for us. <laughs> yeah, Rob. Sure, but that was fine. Now, yeah, you guys all get reunited. So at Northeastern, it's funny because on my other show, I talked to Neil and it was uh, Mastro Simone too yeah. about the team pod or whatever. It was especially with those two teams this year. It was great. But, dude, you're, it seems from the sound of it, you're really in for a lifetime experience, man. Yeah, it's obviously been a dream of mine. So, I mean, next February when it does happen, it's going to be a pretty cool experience. And I know my parents, my dad, like, grew up going to the Beanpot, too. Like, he's been he, he's been on the Beanpot. Such a tradition. It's just such a massive – it's like in your – Yeah, mind. and, like, if you're my parents – Not even hockey, I think you know the Beanpot. Yeah, like, like, my parents own a restaurant uh, in the same town I live in. And, like, seeing, like, people who go to her work and, like, they kind of know about me just from, like, my mom. Like, she works there. So, it's, like, pretty cool. Like, when I walk, like, when I'm home for break or, like, for Christmas break or now that I'm home and the people, like, are coming in to get takeout because it's takeout only right now. Like, they're saying, like, oh, are you excited for the bean pod? I can't wait to go watch. And, like, that's pretty cool to me. Like, seeing people in my town, like, excited to watch me play. It's pretty cool. Now, Langer, are you helping out with the restaurant or what? Are you busting? Oh, I guess you can't bust tables. Are you throwing, uh, like – grocery bag i'm hopping down there like once in a while my mom my dad like doesn't usually work at the restaurant he just kind of like oversees everything my mom works like there like when it's open and stuff so like i've been going down there to eat uh because there's not much like food in the house my mom's like at work so pretty hungry kids yeah, yeah. gotta put you to work man you know they seem like strict parents because i said you look tired on this one shift, and you said <laughs> my mom got mad at me no nah, she was joking uh but that was quite a shift it wasn't because of <laughs> Dude, you were I don't know how long you were out there. Yeah, it was like, like the last like two minutes of the game probably. And uh yeah, my parents no, they're actually not strict at all. Like they're pretty cool. Um but yeah, I've been helping out a little bit the best I can, just trying to help out the fam, you know. Yeah, no, Spence before your question. I actually got a question for you about maybe the draft process because it's the postponed yeah. whatever. Um but how does that affect teams? Like, for your services, obviously, projected to go somewhere and whatever, first or whatever, third, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But, like, I know teams interview uh, on the side, but how does that affect communications, if at all, in terms of, you know, what they're telling you uh, whenever draft day is? Uh, I mean, I think, I think it's kind of almost picked up, like, the process since I've been home because, like, they don't have – they're not traveling anymore. Like, they're not – like, the scouts and, the, like, whoever I'm talking to from the teams, like, they're not traveling anymore. Like they're at home. Like they have more time in their hands too. So it's kind of picked up. Like I've talked to a good amount of teams recently. And I think that like they're in the same boat as me. Like they don't know when the draft's going to be. So like, it's kind of hard for them. But I mean, I think like and Briss and Sean reader, um, Gunner will tell you, I mean, uh, like it's just kind of weird. Like you have no idea what's going to happen. Like if it's going to be online or if it's going to be in person, like that's something like we kind of want to know, like, like, I've dreamed my whole life for this. Like, I want to know what's going to happen. But, obviously, it's, like, a bigger issue, like, at hand right now. But I think that, like, yeah. That, yeah. like I want, like, no, I, yeah, like, I want clarity. But, like, obviously, 
it's fun right now. Like I think that, I mean, once it all happens, it'll be a, it'll be a cool experience, and I'm excited for it. So this this is kind of a funny question, by the way. All right. Uh, but but Mark actually asked this question last week uh, when we had Owen Power on our show. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Owen Owen said that uh, Brendan Brisson and John Spets are probably the two funniest guys on the team, specifically Brisson. So uh, we'll get your vote on this. Who do you think is the funniest, or do you think it's between Brisson and Spets? Uh, yeah, I'd say like. <laughs> I mean, they're both like I would say they're kind of funny in like different ways. Like, John, yeah, John just like I don't know, he, he's just one of a kind. But I don't know, Briss, like I'm pretty close with, and like some things he comes up with, like out of nowhere, is just like so funny. Like we'll be driving home from like practice. I used to drive him every day, and like he'd be rapping songs, and all of a sudden he'd make up his own lyrics, and like I literally think I had to pull over a couple times because I was laughing so hard. But <laughs> I don't know, they're both pretty funny. Like there's there's a couple other funny guys in our team. Uh, like Devlin, like Liam Devlin, I've known since I was probably seven years old, and he's just—I think he's just gotten funnier as we gotten older. Honestly, it's pretty, it's just kind of absurd, but some he'll come up with some quick one-liners <laughs> that are pretty funny. And LD. yeah, I mean, we try to keep it loose in the locker room, and like especially when you're winning, it kind of helps to do that. And like there'd be some funny jokes in the locker room, or like on the bus, Spets was one of a kind. Like I don't think that kid ever slept. It was the funniest thing ever, but uh, it was pretty fun. And obviously, we had a great team, and. I think the laughs and the memories are probably one of the best parts. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah Lair. Having said that, back in your steel career, you look back, like whether it's on or off the ice, what is the most everlasting moment that sticks out in your mind? Uh, I think that, like, personally, like my first goal, probably something that I'll never forget. Um, it was probably, I think it was like my sixth or seventh, like my fifth or sixth game in, I think. And, Obviously, that's a pretty cool moment for my first USHL goal, and it was, like, right after my Lawrence season ended, and I just got out to Chicago, so that's a cool memory, like, I'll always have with me, and then, I don't know, like, this is kind of, like, something weird, like, a lot of kids might not say, but, um, like, when we lost last year, like, that's a memory that's never gonna, like, it's never gonna leave me, and, like, I was, I, I was there for game three, and, like, I was on the ice when the final buzzer went off, and, like, just seeing how, like, I don't know, like, everyone's hard work, like, it kind of paid off because they weren't projected to be there, but they were there. And obviously, you don't want to lose. And it was like guys like Pets and Slaves. It was their last junior game, like Neil too. And I don't know, like that was something that kind of made us. I think all of us who came back this year, like, work even harder for is to win the Clark Cup. And now we can't really do that, so like, that kind of stings. But uh, that's a memory like I have that it just never will go away. I remember that game too because. Mastro went down first. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. It was like he he like went down, and then he played like two more shifts, and then he. You took a yeah, shot. I, play, I remember that play vividly. Yeah. It's, yeah, I still get. I still have like, like a clear picture in my mind of that play. Yeah, so then I ended up playing with Neil and Nikki, the bull shark. But uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> and then I'd say probably going to Dallas this year. That was pretty cool. The outdoor game. Um, like. I've never played in an outdoor game before, like besides like on like the pond or like an outdoor rink, but um, like a real real life game outdoors is pretty cool. Yeah, three goals doesn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, that probably does help, <laughs> but I mean, no matter what, that experience is going to be pretty cool. It was a packed house, so it was fun. Ben? Um, I'm kind of bouncing around my questions a little bit here, so it kind of sounds out of order. So sorry yeah, about no worries. that, but um. So you played in the All American Prospects game back in January. Yeah. Um, obviously, tons 
talent on the display there. But uh, first of all, and this is kind of a two-part question, okay. uh, but what was that experience like for you? And was it easier, kind of more difficult to focus on your game with all the scouts in the building? I assume it was a little bit easier for you. Uh, you seem like the guy kind of a little bit easier, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I mean, that experience so. is pretty cool. Um, yeah. It was kind of a weird thing. Like, we played two games in the weekend, and then we flew the next day, like, 7 a.m., and did, like, all nice testing right when we got there. Um, but then we, like, had some downtime. Then we hadn't toured, like, the Red Wings rink, which is pretty cool. Uh, Little Caesars Arena. Mm-hmm. And that was a great facility, so that part yeah. was fun. And then, um, like, kind of meeting the, the kids from different teams. Like, I had known some from the World Junior A Challenge, but there were some kids I didn't know, and it was kind of nice to get to know some other kids. And, um mm-hmm. The experience, uh, like you said, there was a lot of scouts in the building at our game, and uh, something like I try to like during the game, like something I really, I don't really think about. Like even in Chicago, we'd, yeah, like we'd have tons of scouts at our games, like almost every night. Um, yeah, that's true. Uh, and obviously, it wasn't as many as as it was there, and that thing was on TV, like had a pretty big spotlight on it. But I think that I just kind of like worry about like doing my little things right and playing my game, and it all like kind of take care of itself and um obviously that night like we didn't win uh, we kind of got spanked but um going into that going into that game like we had never played together and that team had played together for like almost a year almost two full years so like I don't know how we were we weren't really expected to win it was just kind of to show our abilities and I think that it was a good experience and something I'll never forget yeah um Sam how is it strange at first like when you are playing with guys or you're rivals with like in the USHL with Youngstown yeah I mean you know it's like definitely different and like they have different systems like on their team so like we're not like used to playing together obviously so like we have different tendencies and like in the I think that like depends on who who you're with like some kids are harder to like not harder to play with their systems are just so much different that it's like harder to get used to playing with them but uh, I think that, like, I play with Kuntar and Rolston in the Prospects game. And, like, they're both great players. Uh, they're probably both going to get drafted this year. Like, they're both, like, they're easy to play with. And, like, but it just kind of depends. And I don't know. Like, it is pretty funny, like, playing, like you said, playing against, like, kids that you're literally, like, going, like, all out against a weekend before. Like, it's pretty funny how that works out. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, I might have to even leave my comments <laughs> off for that because I thought – the World Junior was different. World Junior A was because you guys were in a twenty, but the prospects game. It's just- yeah, I don't know. Like they had that old yeah. setup last year, where it was just like forty players and they split them all up. But like this one was a little bit different, and I'm, I don't know. Like I just think I just like I didn't really think it was too fair. It was just bizarre. I think like I get right mindset, but I it was. It's hard to do in the middle of the – like, do that maybe in the beginning. Yeah, I don't know. Like, maybe. we had never played – we had I, never I played know. together. And, like, we were bizarre. playing a team that had set lines and plays. They scored three goals off face-off plays. Like, we didn't have a face-off. We didn't have a single play. So, that's, like, pretty hard to, like, match that. Yeah, but – I know. Um, it is what it is. No, I mean, it's – I don't know. I could go on all day about BS. <laughs> you just go to Brian Hardy's Twitter, though. He already does exactly. that for us. So. Um, not even being, I guess, heel biased, but uh, what have you learned the most, I guess, coming from Chicago and just, like, one life lesson maybe that you learned uh, that you're going to take with you to Northeastern? What are you going to better 
do to better yourself at Northeastern to become a Yeah, I think player. that life lesson I learned is like I mean, maybe like I always was driven to be a hockey player and like I I always worked pretty hard like growing up like I always was in the gym like shooting pucks like that, but like I kind of realized like it's literally like 24/7 like you have to have the right mindset and like like that doesn't mean like you can't take an off day. Like I, like Sundays we take an off day and I wouldn't even go near the rink, but like just like making sure like what you're eating's healthy even on off days and like stuff like that like like there's always eyes on you like you have to be like courtesy like courteous of what you're doing like all the time like uh yeah and like to, to your point like going northeastern next year like i'm gonna be in a, a big city like there'll be plenty of food options for like dieting and like not dieting but like eating the right things and i mean obviously college hockey is a whole nother level so you got to kind of this summer depending on like what happens with this whole thing but like i'm gonna have to put on more muscle and hopefully get stronger and faster because college is another level you have to have to jump up to so i'm excited right loner what do you got i'm good (laughs) loner wow no no other questions from our hockey guru i i'll (laughs) have another one split maybe but i don't really think I think we touched a lot of bases. I guess yeah. for the people that have to play, you know, who would you relate your game to? I had a, tr- I, you know, it's funny. I think I just came up with your nickname like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. When I called you, Hot Shot. I think that would have been a good. Yeah, one. I don't know. Like I, I mean, but, like, I wouldn't by any means say like I'm a cocky kid, but like I have confidence in myself, and like I think that like sometimes when I have like a swagger to me that I don't know, like I like to have and. Um, I don't know if I had to choose like a certain player, like maybe Casper Kapanen is one of them. Uh, uh, I like to watch him, like Mark Shifley on Winnipeg. I like him a lot. Um, and then like kind of I'm a bigger guy and I can use my size and my advantage, like sort of like James, like James Van Riemsdyke. So like, I don't know, those are three guys I like to watch a lot of. And I don't, I wouldn't say that I play like a hundred percent like one of them, but like they all have kind of similarities to me that I like to watch. Great, that's great stuff. Cause I agree. Like it was mm-hmm. just, you know, I don't know what animal you were. Yeah. Necessarily, uh, we know, and that takes time. But at the same time, yeah, I just want to get an idea, you know, from yourself. Cause I, I, I agree. I think a hybrid combination that size, uh-huh. like, yeah, skill set. So it was a beautiful watch slanger, uh, Sam Colangelo. Thanks so much, man, uh, for being a good teammate, good kid, good person. Yeah, I appreciate it a lot. Yeah. Chicago, I'll, I'll yeah. keep in touch with you. All the best. And of course, I'll be FaceTiming the boys next year on the roadies, and uh, I know you'll be up front. You'll probably be sleeping next <laughs> to Parks, maybe Carmel a little bit, but it's okay. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see, kiddo. Yeah, definitely. Sounds you good. too. Thanks for having me. Uh, keep the work at the rest. Yeah, we appreciate you having me. Yeah, on. thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. Thank Thanks, you. Sam. Thank you. Dan Colangelo here on Hockey Prospects with Spencer Lowe, Mark Citron. Spence, what do you got to wrap this puppy up? Hmm. Se- second straight week with this question. I'm like stumped again all over again. Yeah, I don't know. That's why, that's I, don't why... know. I, don't, I don't know what to think. We got to be honest. That's why maybe but... we'll fun. <laughs> and, um, you know, but that's the thing because we, yeah. gotta, we don't have to slow it down but we can slow it down a little we can pump the brakes a bit yeah. we can get a jack bar for next week and you know yeah eventually we can't run out of guests but we gotta 
because I'm actually learning how to do mine for the steel, and like that's what I'm trying to figure out. Like that'll be cool, yeah. My is and what segments there's going to be because I it's like there are going to be segments and maybe it's just a new prospect to watch for mm-hmm. you know yeah um, for sure from one of us or something like that but I'd say right now yeah these are good interviews I mean we're giving the synopsis but what how here's a good question here's how I'll do it well Spencer you watch Sam play what are your thoughts on his game as a potential NHL or one day. You know, it's interesting because I remember Greg Moore in an article. Um, he was, I think he was interviewed by NHL.com. I don't remember who it was on, on that site, but um, they said that, or he said that uh, his style is kind of reminiscent to Austin Matthews's. It kind of like hit me a little bit because I was like, you know, I could actually kind of see that comparison a little bit because, you know, he's, I mean, I don't think Matthews is necessarily like a full-on power forward, but neither is Colangelo. I mean, um, they're both really good goal scorers, obviously. I mean, no Matthews can, like, shoot from anywhere. He can shoot from just, like, not even, like, moving anywhere, for case sakes. Um, but, like, really good playmaker. I mean, he's really dangerous from the high-danger areas of the ice, you know. Um, but, but yeah, that's, I think that's – he kind of nailed it with that comparison. I think style-wise, it's a pretty good comparison for him. Uh, he he mentioned a few co- good comparisons as well. Colangelo, uh, just a few minutes ago, oh, was it like Kapanen, JVR, right? Or a few of them. But yeah, I like those. Yeah, two those a lot. are good. I like JVR especially, but because I was thinking like he's he's the power forward position. I guess you could say has changed. It's evolved a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And- terms of like these guys are faster and better on their edge work and I think with Sam exactly he's got that skill obviously and he's gonna take a little time in Northeastern to develop I think as a complete player but he I think this year he did make a huge jump because uh, as he mentioned it was that weekend in Fargo he totally flipped the switch mm-hmm. and uh, Greg Moore is now at the Marlies you know we always talk about him because he's always gonna have lasting effects on uh, whoever he coaches, but no, I think uh, from his rookie season when he only played, I think may, like 11 games or so, it's not many. Yeah. Not, he played like mm-hmm. a chunk, a little chunk uh, in 2018, 19. And, but he, yeah, he, he kept getting better and better. And I look forward to watching him uh, grow as, as a player. So uh, he, he definitely will have a chance to be selected most likely behind Brandon Brisson, but you know the draft. That's crazy. Maybe we should get for next week, like an NHL draft person, because I I don't want this to be the Hurricane Hardy show. But it's I, there's some comments about the draft which I find interesting mm-hmm. that are out there, and maybe that's just roundtable discussion in terms of late bloomers or guys that are being passed up on. Yeah, you know, in later rounds. But I obviously can't wait from a Chicago Steel point of view to see the, uh, the guys get selected. And I think even uh, other guys, if they're not selected, they will be at one point or another, um, you know, based on their accomplishments this year. Yeah, you got guys like – I mean, you got the big three to start off with, with Brisson, Farrell, and Colangelo, the big three first-year draft eligibles. But I mean, guys like Osman, Fontaine. Uh, even Jimmy Dowd, I think teams will 
consider taking a look at him later on in the draft. I don't know if he'll actually get drafted. I think he he he'd be uh, deserving to get drafted for sure. Um, I I think there's a few guys I'm missing too. D Saint Fowl, obviously, is a big name. You can't miss there. Dallas yeah. Junior. Uh, yeah, those are just a few. I mean, there's a lot of guys that they can uh, that could be drafted this year on the team. It's amazing, honestly. Yeah, one for every round. I yeah. like that. I like that. That would be unique. There. More than unique. That's <laughs> that just a, one way to describe it. <laughs> be yeah. amazing. So. Lastly, on the show, I'd say we'll wrap it up with just uh, a happy Easter to all that are celebrating. Mm-hmm. And uh, next week, the Jaguars should be in the building. You know, Jag, we'll have him on the show. And we'll go from there here on Hockey Prospects. I think that there's a lot of room. But I think we get some good interviews. We get some good analysis. Um, I have no more closing thoughts on this day. Uh Thanks for Sam Colangelo for coming mm-hmm. on. And if anyone's listening to the show, pepper us with some questions here, all right? I like the Q&A. So pepper the Q&A. Stay healthy. Wash your hands. Yeah. And enjoy this podcast. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Do whatever you got to do. But I'm signing off. Mark Citron, I'm out. Peace. Spence, loner. I'll all see right. You. See you later. Always a pleasure. Yeah, buddy. it was. It was a great one today.